According to Mike and Tony, is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey y'all, you're listening to According to Mike and Tony. This is your feeling clam. What's going on, everybody? Episode number 44. We are back. What's been new, Mike? Not much, man. It's uh, 44. We're coming up on a year, Dollar. Yeah, I know. I know. I saw you booked Jose for the uh, one-year anniversary special yeah. show. Hey, you get the, the guest dope. back in, yeah. The first guest be the year guest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. I uh, I very quietly dropped an EP today. Uh, in a week, it'll be available everywhere. But as of now, it is only on my website, tonydollarmusic.com. <laughs> I really suck at the uh, plugs the plug so far. It. Yeah. <laughs> I get awkward because I'm like, I fucking hate it when I'm listening to podcasts, you know. And then you're listening to your own podcast Listen, doing your own plug. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, so, uh, today we have a guest that is actually not in the studio with us. Uh, he is in California. Uh, Deed Rockland, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, what's up? How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing very good. Uh, I got a chance to listen to some of your music. Uh, you are uh, better known by your name, your stage name, Deed Rockland, and that's what we're going to call you today. Um, but you are an American singer, uh, songwriter, music producer, indie recording artist, musician, and actor. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, man. I didn't keep my hand in, stay involved, you know. He's got that uh, the what the the Dion Sanders. He's at the Slash. We're just gonna call you Slash. We're not gonna call you Dean anymore. You're just gonna be Deed, songwriter, music producer, indie recording artist, Slash, musician, Slash, actor. Yeah. Slash. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you got going on, man? What are you up to these days? Oh man, uh, I'm in the studio. You know, um, I took a year off. Um, you know, kind of raised my son. You know, I got a, a BB3, you know, uh, Victor B3 Jr. I mean, the third, excuse me. I'm Jr. Um, and, um, you know, I took a year off. It's, you know, my first son, you know, I took a year off the music uh, to raise him, and uh, it's been great. So, got to be in the studio, uh, ready to uh, release some new records, you know, for you guys in November. Uh, so, hell yeah, a new record yeah. in November, you said? Well, you know, just some new singles. You know, I'm just going to release some new singles. I really don't like putting out records. Um, yeah. You know. well, it seems like that's kind of happening a lot these days. It's sort of the easy way to go, um, too. And it, it makes sense now because people have that option. Back in the day, people used to make a lot of money off those albums, you know, because they could sell you right. an entire album and have one good song and a bunch of crap. Uh, but people nowadays right. can just sift through. They just sift through and get what they want anyway. So that's a good way right. to do it, yeah. man. I respect that. Yeah, so you know that's you know that's I got planned. Right on. How many uh, so how many songs do you have you planned so far for that? <laughs> um, you know, right now, you know, I'm I'm working on a, a music video. Um, right now, I can't release any names <laughs> or anything like that right now, just yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm in a work working on a music video. Um, but for the new 
um, single released. I have a couple, you know, I got about three songs right now. Um, but, you know, who knows that I could release more than that. So right now it's just this, right now I'm just working on a music video, so. That's cool, man. Um, and so you stay busy constantly, obviously, with music. I mean, when I look at it, I just you're constantly putting out new songs. It seems like, or at least you have been for a while. Um, how does that process work for you? Like, because I notice you're a producer too. You you do some music production as well. Is that right? Well, I kind of do a lot of counseling in production, um, just as far as music producing. Um, you know, idea, artistic wise. You know, um, I give a lot of input into. Um, sounds and, you know, arrangements, um, you know, so I kind of draft a lot of music, you know, mentally, <laughs> um, yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool, you know what I mean? Um, I, you get to meet a lot of people, you know, a lot of other cool producers, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, just being wanted in that, you know, room full of greatness, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I still I still feel like I'm just like, man, dude, I I can't believe like nothing you know, this is happening to me right now. So um I spent a lot of that right now, but it's cool right now. I'm just really working on this music video and trying to release it. Um, you know, get ready to try to, you know, get the world to hear a new D rock list. And I know that you do acting too. Um, does that make it? Is that are are you? Can I? I guess you can't. You probably can't tell me anything about the video. <laughs> huh? Damn it. Uh, well, well, let's talk about acting a little bit though, because you do act as well. Is that right? I do, and right now, you know, I got an acting coach. Um, you know, teaching me how to act. You know, for some take on some of these roles for music videos. Um, you know, a lot of acting is going to be in the music videos, kind of like a. You know, remember Michael Jackson's thriller, you know, oh, type definitely. of deal? It's going to be, a, you know, a cool storyline. You know, not just a regular band band music video, but it's going to be a nice little storyline, you know. It's going to be, you know, I can't say too much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Killing me over here, man. You're killing me in the suspense. Man, I, I, I want somebody, I want somebody yeah. to bring back those music videos, man. The ones that told the story. Not the ones like this whip, the nay-nay. I, I don't want to see nobody just dancing. <laughs> yes. I don't want to see nobody dance. I want to see a story happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to stay involved. And, in, um, you know, in the future, I, I'm planning on working with a lot of people, you know, kind of stand more behind the scenes and just producing, um, writing, you know, uh, as a lyricist and, uh, that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to doing after this, you know, this Steve Rockland little era that's about to pass through. So, you know, cool man. Yeah. Now, you do a lot of this, uh, the singles. You know, a lot of music. Do you ever do like, um, or have any plans to do like, do you do shows? Do you do live shows? Do you do concerts? Anything like that? Um, I don't know. Like, I really don't practice live. I love to go live. Um. But I like to stay in the studio and stay creative like that. Um, that's me, a studio and a video type of artist. Um, that's just me, uh, creativity. Um, but I, I can do a live show, you know, play some piano, um, get all romantic for ladies. <laughs> but um, I, I kind of like, I just like to be creative, you know. I like to really stay creative. You know, I have kids, you know, so i like to be a more of a role model and show my kids, you know, stay creative in life. You know what I mean? Never give up on doing, being creative. 
I think it's so important, man. I've got three kids myself too, and they're all you know. They're all they love music. They're always singing and stuff. My son plays some drums, and I think it's important. I think it's important for kids to learn that. And and sadly, it seems like these days they don't get it as much as in school as as they probably should. Right, I thought we were spoiled when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dollar. I always joke around with dollar. Um, when I was a kid, I was in third grade, and I know by looking at me, it doesn't look like it, but I played the flute. <laughs> played the flute. <laughs> he played the flute in the third grade. <laughs> I played the saxophone. Yeah, see, that's much cooler. That's much cooler. Well, I played oh, the clarinet. Man. That's not cooler. <laughs> Somewhere oh in the God. middle. <laughs> I think that is cooler than the flute, though. So I think it like Slightly. probably goes like it probably goes deed, Tony Dollar, Mike Pierce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. No, music's important. I think it's important to have music in our life and creativity okay. in general and stuff. So I think that's cool that you're you're giving that to your no kids as well, man. No uh, doubt, no doubt. You know, we got to be better role models out here as parents as well. You know. Uh, you know, better examples, you know, whatever whatever you do in life, you know, just make sure that you do it well and be the best at it. You know, that's all my mom and she's telling me that all the time, you know, if you're going to be the uh, criminal, be the best criminal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't do anything half-assed. <laughs> I know, man, don't just get caught. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, that was, I remember getting in a fight myself, like in, in elementary school, I remember, and um, my mom had to come pick me up, and she was so mad at me, I had to talk to the principal and everything, we're in the car, she didn't say nothing, my mom was straight face, just driving, looking straight ahead, and she didn't even look at me, and she saw... You just hear her breathing. <laughs> She's all, did you win? I was like, um, I think so. And she was like, because I ain't going to be coming up to these schools all the time if you're not winning. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's crazy. No, my mom was different. I got I got uh, jumped one time in middle school. And... Uh, yeah, well, where I live, I lived, I grew up in Fresno, man, in uh, Central Valley, which is uh, just, I, I mean, I love uh, my family there and the people that I still know, but as far as a, a town or a place to live, I, I couldn't stand it there. I had to get out of there as soon as I could. Uh, but anyway, I got jumped in, and I remember my mom was like down at the school, like very quickly, and like had me, and I was like, Mom, stop. She's like yelling at the principal, <laughs> like, this, you cannot allow this to happen to my son. Like, oh, God. Yeah, this is like the opposite end of the spectrum there. <laughs> so how would you feel? How would you feel if uh, one of your kids? Uh, you, how many kids do you have? Did you say? You should. Well, I got four. You got four. How would you feel if your yeah. kids uh, decided to uh, pursue music and acting as uh, professions or as careers, like you did? You know, I'm getting some popcorn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right? I'm about to watch this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are the ages of your kids? Um, my oldest is 13, 12, and 5, and then my 11-month-year-old. Oh, man. So yeah. You've seen it. You've seen it. I got three. My oldest is nine. Cool. So, I still, we, yeah, <laughs> still a lot of fun coming for both of us, I think. <laughs> well, you, it sounds like uh, Dieter already has that preteen action going, so it's going to be stressful. Yeah, I know. I've got nieces in that age range, and they frighten me, man. Well, they don't frighten me. Them being out in the world frightens me. <laughs> that's what I said. I have a, I have a little girl, and so I always uh, joke around with uh, uh, Bruce Leroy, 
uh, one of our regular guests here, and I always tell him that um, when it's time for her to date, that uh, he's going to come over to my house. We're going to pull that bad boys two off. <laughs> How old are you? Six, six, 16, sir. Well, that's what you always say too, right? You're going to get the the uh, older she gets, the bigger you get. Yeah, that's that's my that's, that's my rule of thumb. The bigger she gets, the bigger I get. Yeah. Get a tattoo around. on your neck too, man. <laughs> That'd be solid. And you you are getting you're getting bigger, dude. You were telling me today, I can't believe this. Can I, I'm going to tell him on the podcast that Mike Pierce was benching 225 pounds today. I got it. He wouldn't share that on the podcast, but Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. That's that, uh, that's that Bruce Leroy trainer right there, though. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, right? is, he, is he cracking the whip on you? Yeah, pushing you? Yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> well, if you weren't down in L.A., man, if you were still out here in uh, the CO. It'd be a little different. I don't know about Colorado, man. I love it out here. <laughs> no, no, we were talking yesterday. Oh, man. We were talking like, it yesterday. feels so good out here. Like the weather is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, as the temperature. I think officially, my kids were telling me that it turned fall yesterday or the day before. <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, yeah two, two days ago. <laughs> and you can feel it, man. I was telling you before how we'll have the windows open at night because it's been summer, right. so it's been warm out here. And then, you know, wake up in the morning and you've got icicles hanging off your nose or whatever, like freezing cold. You can feel it out here, so I, I can understand that, man. The consistency and the nice warm weather and all that. There's mm-hmm. something to be said mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Have you been to Colorado before? Oh yeah. Are you, where are you originally from? Let's talk about that. Uh, I'm originally from Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You, and you guys knew each other back in the day, then. Back in the day. Yeah, man. We balled together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We played basketball. Well, I mean, eyeballed. I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, yeah. I knew this cat yeah. from a long time ago. In fact, he was the story that I put on the the podcast on one day. I actually mentioned uh, um, you in one of my stories here early on when uh, um, our buddy John John, his mom didn't uh, wasn't off of work yet, and we needed to go to practice. And we were freshmen, freshmen in high school. And John John's mom didn't come back home yet from work. We needed to get to practice. Man, John John jumped in his truck, <laughs> took us to practice. He drove, <laughs> took us to practice. He went and picked up Deed, picked him up, and uh, drove us to practice. The whole time, me and Deed are just like, man, this ain't right, man. Little 14-year-old kids driving around in a truck. You told to this practice. story before, yeah. but I didn't know. Now, so now I have. Now I know Deed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we made it, man. We made it that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just amazed. I was like, and I still didn't tell. I still haven't told my parents that John John drove us to practice that day. Yeah, man, I still ain't told mine. Now they know. <laughs> oh man dang. dang dang oh man so i'm a big fan of yours you know that um i like a lot of your old stuff i think i've, I've told you that before you know anywhere that you go and if you google the name deed rockland everybody yeah it's, it's he just consumes google i mean there's no gonna be no doubt it's just one videos rockland out there yeah music. videos music um his django website um his old stuff, I, I really like. Um, I'm looking forward to the new stuff. But I was telling him yesterday, there's a song called uh, "Nana," 
It's one of my favorite ones. Is that one of your favorites? Yeah. yeah see, I'm new, and I, so I don't exactly know what's new and what's old. I hit the play all, yeah, and I just listened for a long time. Really good, man. You got a great voice. That's uh, how much. So, what goes into? I guess these aren't good questions for me to ask because I don't know. You have obviously have a very large catalog, and I've probably heard a small portion of it. Um, but typically, how does that work in the studio? Like, you bring a lot of people in with you, um, as far oh, as oh no, uh uh-uh, no, hmm. hell no. Um, no, I mean, that's like my sanctuary, you know, um, that's a place where alone I can fly, you know, and no one's really allowed in that sanctuary, especially if I got what I need from my other musicians, you know what I mean? (laughs) When I'm making a track, um, and then when I'm writing, uh, it's, it's me personally, it's, it's me alone. Um, probably an engineer in there just helping out, you know, engineering while I'm recording, so... It's yeah, perfect. somebody to run the board or whatever while you're in, like in the booth oh, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, no doubt. That's cool. Okay, and so you so you bring musicians in though and record and stuff, but kind of when you're really zoning in on the song, it's it's all you. That's cool, man. Yeah. Because I'm I they feel call the, me mean. They call me a mean guy. I don't think it's being mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's man. Just get the hell away from me right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, uh, I relate, man. I do a lot of creating on my own too, and I and I don't bring a lot of people into what I'm doing either. So so I actually get that, but I I can understand also the there's a certain amount of push against that sort of mentality. I think in general, <laughs> it's like. Like the more people, the better. Like not necessarily always. Depends on what you're doing. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So you've been in the studio a long time. You know, ne- you did you say you've never done uh, performance very much? Not really what you're into. Well, I mean, the last time I performed was at the House of Blues. Um, the one on you know in Sunset. You know, no big I, deal. I know no big deal. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. It was nothing. It was horrible. It was really horrible, but it was, I mean, it was kind of cool because it was cold and shit outside. Um, and a lot of people showed up and a lot of people liked my music and a lot of people asked for CDs. And I was like, who carries CDs still, dude? (laughs) 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 It's amazing. People really do buy them. We were, I was joking on a past episode that I was at Walgreens and I saw uh, an old Disman for like 38 bucks. And I was like, people buy this like who's listening to cds well shit last week uh (laughs) me and dollar were uh we went to wingstop and we went to the liquor store to get some beers for the podcast because we we ate some food went to wingstop before and got some beers for the podcast that night and there was a dude uh slinging cds man he was slinging his (laughs) cds at the front of the liquor store man had his he he had his music on blaring in his car, wow. and he was just out there in front of the liquor store slanging CDs. See, at least he had the music blaring oh, so you could yeah. hear the product. See, I made yeah. the mistake yeah. of just buying one, <laughs> just just trying to help out a, another musician, you know? And I put that thing, it was one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life, dude. It's like, ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, See, that guy just was better way that you're serious about your craft, you know what I mean? I yeah. I mean, I, when I was an amateur, yes, I made that mistake, and I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have to. Oh, yeah. Um, we, it's just a mistake that, and it's cool. It's a mistake that you're making. And once you learn how to really market yourself in this industry, you can actually have your own little industry, have your own little success, your own little world, and your own little publishing, your own little royalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not really competing with the best. Honestly, you're 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 doing your music. You know what I mean? You're not doing that industry. 
I think of it like being a magnet, yeah. you know? I feel like it, yeah. it's kind of like being a magnet and then like all the people is like all the different grains of sand and all the dirt and all the stuff. And you just take the magnet, you scrape it over, and you're just really trying to find the people that are into what you're doing, like that become part of your community, you know, that fall into, into line with that. And it's not everybody. It's never going to be everybody. No, um, that's cool. I mean, it's easy, easy music, you know, because it's all sheet music, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, when you're going in there and you're asking to play this stuff, it's just all sheet music. You know, it's already written. It's not you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You're just helping to. You're just good at doing what you do. You know. Word, man. So, what uh, of all your experiences in the studio, all the things you've recorded, what was your best experience uh, while recording a song? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Any that stand out, like that you enjoyed, or maybe just the song you like. Well, yeah, there was a song called Sarah that I recorded um, recently. Well, I think, well, last year. Um, that one was pr- kind of cool. I like that one. That was really personal. That was really personal. Nice. Who, yeah. who is Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing, man. When you write a song with a name in it, you're, everybody you're stuck. Everybody wants to know. Everyone wants to know, and you've got it forever, especially if it does well. I have a song called Julia where it's the same way. Everybody wants to know who the hell Julia is, especially since I'm married. <laughs> and his wife and his wife's name is not Julia. No. <laughs> Whoa. That was cool. No, I understand. It's just I don't know. I think Sarah was just that pretty name for the song. The song was pretty cool. You know, I, I thought about somebody and I don't want to put that person on blast, so I just <laughs> Yeah. I, sure. Hey, maybe I'll call it oh Sarah's cute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you meant to do, Dollar. You meant to call Julia Myra, but Julia just sounded a little bit. No, if you listen closely to the lyrics of the song, it's about Tony. I mean, yeah, Tony and Julia breaking up. That's how, that's how the thing ends. So, if it was Myra, that would not be good. Myra's my wife. <laughs> so, okay, you have a lot of music that you've produced um, of your own and everything like that. Like how what how many songs have you actually like written all together total? I'm not just talking about the stuff that you put on yeah. online and Django, but like what is your total catalog? Man, you are crazy asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like man, like when I was a kid I thought I was always gonna be like this big time basketball star. <laughs> um, you know, my pops, um, you know, he I was the only kid in the hood. And had a basketball room in front of me. So that's how I had a whole bunch of homies, you know, because they like to play basketball. And um, so I thought I was going to be like this big time basketball star growing up in school. Um, but I always loved, had a passion for music, like to sing and to like to play the piano. I loved it. My pops, he was like this amazing guitar player, a bass player. He, he was so dope. And he was a drummer. Um, and so I, I always had a passion for it, but I tried to step away from it, you know, as a kid. But I always had a passion just to come back to it and start writing again. So I don't know, man. I got millions of songs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what, how early was the first song that you did? Can you, do you remember that? <laughs> man, I remember I was singing to this girl on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! First, I was singing this immature song. I remember immature oh, back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yep. And I was singing it, and 
she had all the other girls from the summer party listening. And <laughs> then my mom got on the phone was like, all right, oh. take your ass to bed, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just hung up the phone and she said, hey, y'all. I was like, man, dang. Like, I got caught. She didn't say nothing about it. It was just so funny. She was just smiling at me like, dang, you be singing to girls like that, too? <laughs> like, yup. <"Yeah."> <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Damn. Singing to girls and playing basketball, huh? So that was what yeah. you... You, you, that's how you envisioned your uh, future when you were younger, playing basketball. Yeah, my dad was military too, so he kept me along with some grades. You know, I tried my best to do well in as academic wise. So I try to compete with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I always had height. That was the only thing that uh, had going for me, though. I was always a little taller than just about everybody. <laughs> but no, I, um. So you're talking about influences and everything like that, your your pops and everything. I think I remember, um, I think I've heard some of your dad's stuff before in the past, and you were saying his guitar skills. Like, I think I've I've heard a few songs, um, and it sounds almost like Carlos Santana style, dude. <laughs> you, you know what? You played me something. Yeah. You did. You played me something of his dad's, and that's what I said too. It was, it was pretty dope, man. I was digging. Well, that. yeah, I mean, my dad. I mean, he's. Oh, I like the Spanish sound in guitars. You know what I mean? So, like, when I start, whenever I hear a guitar, I'm not really just thinking of rock and roll guitar. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of like the the sound. You know what I mean? And it has a Latin sound to it, and I think he's pretty dope when he does it. Yeah, he was definitely good, man. He was nice. he was really good. So that's interesting growing up around music too. Cool. So I mean, would you say that was a, a big influence on you? Or I mean what are your current what are your current big in, biggest influences on you and what makes you what pushes your drive for music, man? Um, you know, just like as far as entertainment, like the biggest entertainment, like the face of entertainment wise, the face screen I call it. Uh and I, I don't really say that really disrespectfully, but sometimes like people are just doing too much just to get famous, you know what I mean? Or becoming celebrities. Like, it ain't really talent no more. And that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. It's really true, <laughs> man. Know? It's really true. You know what I mean? Because some of these people are amazing, you know what I mean? But they're blinded by this. Just uh, I, I don't want to be rude, you know what I mean? But that's, I, just, I just feel a certain way about that. You know? No, I agree with you, man. And I think so much of that could be fixed is if we all just individually focused on our craft, you know what I mean? And what we'd enjoy right. doing and doing it the best we can do. And then if we all did that, then you wouldn't have that problem. But you're right, man. There's a lot of people that they want that. It's the, uh, they want that fame. They want that fame. Well, they, that go, to school. Well, they go to school. They, they study the art, the craft, you know, give them credit. You know, that's, it's really hard work, you know, to act, um, to, to perform in front of people, that stuff takes a lot of energy, you know. Um, it's some, it takes a lot of training, so, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But it always, to me, comes back to what your intentions are. You know, what's your motivation, and what if you come at it of a with with your initial thing. It's like putting the money first kind of concept, where you instead of putting the art first and doing it that way, you put the money first. Where it's like put the fame. I want the fame. I'm gonna go after that because then I get the exposure and then the people hear the music. But it's like for me, I always feel more like no, no, no. Start with the music. Start with right where there. What's in your heart be a hundred percent honest with that and dedicated to that. And then don't worry about the rest. I, I, I definitely agree. Like I like Alicia Keys, you know, Oh, dude, um, one of my favorites. Yeah, I saw know, her. She, she now, she is artistic, 
you know, he's a great writer. Um, man, I like music like that, and I don't hear that no more. And I want to hear that some more, you know. So I hear that's you, why dude. I do the music that I do because I want to hear that. I want to hear some some fun stuff. You know what I mean? Some creativity. Yeah, for sure, man. Another thing about her too, because I saw her a couple of years ago uh, when she was passing through Colorado, and her band is ridiculous. They're so talented, and there's so many of them up yeah. there, and every single one no of them, doubt. the caliber that they're at, is 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 ridiculous. And that was interesting no too, just hearing you know the presence of all those guys. And I realized I'm in that moment. You know, you're like, I came to see Alicia Keys, but man, I got so much more. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And that, that's pretty cool, man. So. Um, but yeah, man, like, I want to hear more music like that. So, um, that's the reason why, you know, I create the music that I create. Um, it's because I want to hear some fun stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, you know, we lost love, you know what I mean? Um, with internet, you know? And I I think that sometimes when we're communicating or hooking up through an internet, like, Computer love, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was sounded good. He sounded good in a phone. He <laughs> <laughs> got the Zach Roger going. Uh. You know, what I'm saying? like seriously, you do too much computer love, man. You lose that 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 real love connection. You know what I mean? Like love yeah. takes time, it's patient, it's kind. It's not selfish love. It's not rude. You know what I mean? So you gotta like get to know someone. So I I want music, my music, to bring people together, like face to face. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I hear you. You probably agree, too. I think that when you are doing your music, you have to have something bigger. That's the other thing. That's another mistake sometimes that's easy to make is to make it a lot about yourself, you know? And it's okay. It has to be partially. It's always going to be partially about yourself because that's what you're doing. You're entertaining and all the arts, you know, coming through you and that kind of thing. But I always feel like it's about something bigger, you know? Like, you're going to have more fun and it's going to be more successful, more beautiful. If it's about a bigger picture, it's about other people. And like you said, bringing people together, bringing love back, which you also said, man, I'm digging it, dude. Yeah, man. So this record's going to be, I mean, these singles are going to be really, really fun. Um, and I think it's going to be really entertaining because it's going to be something that you can listen to and something that you can see, you know, and <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, when where, much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> where can people be on the lookout for that? Where's the best place to go? Is is Google still going to be the best thing to do? How do how would somebody want to get that when you do have a release or find out about that? I don't know, man. It's going to be big though. I don't know. I can't tell you yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's full of secrets. You asked me hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I thought this was a podcast. I didn't know this was going to be 2020." Mike, you did tell him it's uh, it's uh, four and a half hours. Four and a half. Uh, I might have tadly <laughs> undershot that a little bit. Uh, for him. Just kidding. No. So so indeed, uh, I've been trying to get Dollar to do some music videos. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've done you've done the music video thing. What what advice do you have for him on on doing a music video? Don't do it on your phone. Is that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, um, you know, just you gotta you gotta do that. You know what I mean? As an artist, um, as your sound, you want your sound to look a certain way. You can't just do it. You know, just because you're on a budget, you gotta really. Find it out, and, and you gotta just be creative. It, you gotta—I don't know, man. Like you gotta really just make it happen. You know what I mean? Like there's no excuses to <laughs> to, to be creative and have a, a look that you want. You know what I mean? 
and get some people's opinions. You know what I mean? But you design that motherfucker. Um, excuse my language. No, <laughs> dude, you can say whatever the fuck you want on this show. This show has no you know limitations. I mean? You design it. You design that. You know what I'm saying? So you make that thing happen, man. So um, that's my my biggest advice. You know, uh, I like Kanye West. <laughs> so say what you want to say yeah did you see uh did you guys what was the deal with kanye west did you guys see this guy this he's a british comedian and he like uh he does pranks he pranks people a lot he like kind of gets kicks out of it and he's well known for doing it but he ran he did he pulled remember when kanye did that to um with taylor swift yeah when he went up on stage somebody did that at one of he did this comedian did that at one of his shows because of probably because of his high profile he was able to get backstage and stuff uh-huh. and then he just comes running out in the middle of kanye's set and he's like, he looks ridiculous. He said he was trying to look like a, a, an American rapper. He looked, I don't know what he looked He looked like a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't know huh. what was going on. But he runs out there and he's like, you know, dancing with him and stuff. And then Kanye stops, the, he tells him stop the music, <laughs> kicks the guy out and then keeps going. But that, <laughs> people are freaking ridiculous, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you're gonna, so are you going to vote for Kanye in 2020 then? When he runs yeah, for president? No. <laughs> no man, I don't know man. I don't know I, do. I don't know no I don't know I don't even know if that's coming I don't know man you know what I'm saying I'm going with it for today you know <laughs> you know what's going to happen he said he's going to run for president in 2020 coincidentally there's going to be an album that drops in 2020 <laughs> the biggest <laughs> called I'm president yeah gosh man Kind of tight. Yeah, I mean, cool. If I had that much money, I'll say anything too. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I'm a huge fan of his. His music's incredible. His creativity. He he has no boundaries. Right. You know, he's willing to go anywhere. And I've always loved that about him. So, yeah. And yeah. I we've talked about that on the show too about you know whether you separate or you don't like separating between the person and the artist and right. for me right. i always separate because especially if it's somebody like kanye west that i have never met in my life i do not know the dude personally he does not know me there's no mm-hmm. reason to think that i can see a bunch of media clips and see a bunch of stuff and think that i in any way know this guy so for me to judge him in any way it's just it's just a road to not go down for me but i can dig on this music man because <laughs> that stuff's good right. i'll listen to him and i'll walk right past kanye west i won't say nothing to him please don't say nothing to me you know, unless you, hey, what's up, D? All right, cool, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I told y'all I know, I knew Yeezy. I told you I knew Yeezy. <laughs> but um, other than that, man, yeah, I, I definitely, and I, I don't want to really bother that guy. He's a human being. He's walking, you know, on the streets. So he's a human being just like me. So Correct. leave me alone. You leave him alone. I don't know you. You don't know me. <laughs> and I'm with you. Leave it all. You know what I mean? It is funny. I mean, I love his music. I just love his music. I love his creativity. I love this song called Wolves. Um, I think I forget who else is featured on there, but he performed it on Saturday Night Live, and I just love the art of it, you know. And that's just me, you know what I mean? That kind of dark, cool music that has a really dark meaning. I don't even know what it means, but it was just that I mean, kind of cool to me. So, 
Yeah, for sure, man. His stuff is <laughs> well, no. I agree with you, man. I mean, I I'm trying to remember that. I don't remember that specific song, but I I know for sure, man. He always puts on a show, dude. He's a hundred percent. He gives a hundred percent every time, uh, whether he's doing it live or whether he's doing it in the studio, whether he's writing, whether he's producing, whatever he's doing. Um, he always gives a hundred percent, and and you gotta respect his talent to me, like his abilities, um, and and what he puts into it. So yeah, same thing. We talked about John Mayer on the show before too. Uh, definitely like a lot of John Mayer's music, uh, but he said some douchey stuff. <laughs> so I, you know, you got to separate. You got to separate. I think personally. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, we, we said mean, before too on another podcast. We were talking about Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson, the 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 performer, the 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 mind. You know, of Michael Jackson, he just he just knew music. He knew what people wanted. Um, aside from what he did outside of music, you know, that was something different. You had to separate him from the music yeah I, I understand you know i don't mean to cry guys but uh <laughs> i'm just that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> for a second there i was like i love his michael i love to hear him <laughs> he made thriller thriller <laughs> y'all <laughs> hey man you took my hey man you took my thing so, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I bought the Thriller record, man. I thought I bought it before he died, and I never opened the record. And uh, I still—I don't know if my little brother has it. I hope he still has it. But um, yeah, man, I bought Thriller. I bought Thriller. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Michael Jackson was the shit, dude. One of the right. most talented human beings ever to walk the face of the planet from every aspect. Too that was what was so crazy, dude. And have you guys seen the, the This Is It movie? By the way, I mean, yeah. I know it's oh, a yeah. long time ago. This time, but that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. If that concert would have, if that tour would have happened, oh my god, dude, it would have been incredible. That that movie was so neat to watch because I like particularly I like watching when he was talking to like the keyboard player. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, and he was like, let it sizzle a little bit up. You know, it, it yeah. just he was using all these terms and stuff. Like he just had this intuitive sense for music. You know what I mean? And he's dealing with yeah. these. Re- ridiculously talented musicians and he's guiding them you know just trying to get them closer to what he already sees in his mind you know yeah. i thought that was right. incredible man i cried at the end yeah i did too actually yeah dude it yeah, was man, I, cried. I cried at the end of that movie and i cried at the end of lion king the first one <laughs> <laughs> hard to blame you it's hard to blame you on that no, yeah, Michael Jackson, man, like, that dude, like, I like his sound, you know what I mean? Like his, you know, his, uh, I'm gonna make a change, you know what I mean? Like his pop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, right on point where it, it's, like, people are, like, some people are just sounding good when they're singing, which is great, which is which is fine. I, I, You sound great singing. But if you sound like, I mean, if you listen to Michael Jackson, he was really on point when he hit his notes. And it was so creative and where I see where Michael Jackson is coming from. And that's why I, I like to be alone when I'm writing records because I kind of, I understand why Michael Jackson was alone. And he, he, you know, he kicked everyone out of the studio when he was performing Quincy Jones's records. You know what I mean? He wanted yeah. that, that he wanted to perform it. You know what I mean? Not just sing it and make it sound good, but I love Michael Jackson and Tussle. So, you know, that's why I love Michael Jackson as an artist. As a person, I don't know. I don't know what he did. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you put it best with I don't know, man. That's the truth. That's why I think people get carried away, you know? We see the news. People right. see stuff they think they know. Like, dude, have you ever been even within 100 yards of the guy? No. Nope, you haven't. So probably just relax. <laughs> That's what I always tease around. There's uh, this one girl um, 
that uh, one of my buddy's ex-girlfriends actually was like, oh my gosh, Michael Jackson's so dirty. He's so gross. He's a child molester. And right when it was the middle of she was talking, I literally stopped her. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Never convicted. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. <laughs> it's true. So, well, well, yeah, that's crazy, man. But, um, you know, I just, I just like Michael Jackson. And I study, like, I like to study art. And I like to study music and, you know, really like paintings and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so. I, I, I've seen um, your, I like how you do your little, your, uh, your pictures that you, you know, all your photos that you put up, dude. I think, dude, the one where you like, it's like the out, art gallery thing where you're looking at yourself at the art gallery. That's, that's pretty dope, dude. That's pretty dope. Pretty creative. Yeah. No, actually, I know what you're talking about now. At first, I was like, what are you talking about? Dude, I was thrown off, though, because, like, I have just totally fell for it. I was like, what the fuck? He's a model, too? I was like, look at this. They got a whole exhibit dedicated to this guy. He's a model. That's how That's how uh, Victor the <laughs> Third came out. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of my questions, man. I was going to ask you, because um, it's interesting that you were into basketball and stuff. Have you always been an artistic person from the time you were young, or is it, is, is it like an inclination, or is it something you maybe found interest in just later? In um, I think it was because uh, when I was young, I think it was really I was born with the talent. My dad's an awesome musician. Um, he's, a, he's a really cold drummer. Uh, man, a really cold drummer. <laughs> Um, and Damn, my you... mom, you know, she used to sing her and her sisters, they had their gospel group and they used to sing and that was really dope, man. And just watching them rehearse as gospel singers, you know, we was brought up in a church and, you know, we was, we was all like all, me and my cousins, all my cousins and everybody, man, we was all raised together, you know, um, and it was a blessing to come from the family that I come from and. You know, but we all had a musical talent, and everyone just thought I was going to be the one that was going to pop. Well, I don't know if they think that today, <laughs> but they always thought I was going to be the one who was going to pop because my pops, he was really a great musician, and my uncle Ricky was also a great musician also, also too. And, man, like, it was one of them who, whose kid was going to pop, you know what I mean? And so it, it was just like that. It was so fun, like, growing up in that family and that atmosphere and, you know, we tried out for Star Search when we were kids, and you Is know, that right? it, it was just it was just so fun, like just growing up being like that and just being together. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess I was raised in it. You know, damn, that's cool, man. That sounds really cool. I, I have, there's music in my family. My I have an uncle who plays music a lot. I have a couple of uncles who play some music and stuff, but uh, nobody directly. Not in my nuclear family. Nobody actually even played music. So that's a weirdo. <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I'm not a musician because nobody plays music. I mean, look where I started off, you guys. I started off with a fucking flute. I'm not going anywhere. You <laughs> <laughs> can only go up from there, though, right? <laughs> I chose wrong from the get go. Only uh, step up your game. <laughs> Uh, so what is the, uh, what's the future of Deed Rockland look like, man? What do you got, what do you see in the next, uh, say five, 10 years for yourself? Oh man, just really straight up, uh, like movie producing. Um, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and, um, start producing, you know, producing um, movies. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, I'm buddy. That's, that's pretty cool. I just recently started. Uh, I've, I'm doing my first gig, doing scoring a film right now. 
Um, and so that's a new experience for me, but that's a whole fun thing, but that's a whole nother cup of tea, dude, actually producing right, the right. film itself. Um, right. Thanks a lot of training, man. You know, and I'm willing to go through this training right now. So cool. You know, it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? Uh, do what I get to do. Um, but yeah, man, I'm right now just going to get ready to go through training and have some fun with it. But yeah, man, a couple of years down the road, you know, producing some films and, I'm just going to tell you right now, Deed, if you're looking for somebody to score your films, let me, I'm going to hook you up with my phone number when we get off the podcast. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. And if you're ever looking for an extra that's a, a biker-looking type of person, <laughs> we're the, we are the worst pitchmen ever. This is terrible. He's going to run the other direction as fast as possible. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the, uh, uh, the, the, the favor card. Like, hey, hey, Deed. Hey, dude, man. I know you got this movie going right now, man. I know you got this movie. You remember that time we were playing basketball and you didn't pass me the ball? This is Paybacks, man. I need to be in that movie. Oh, <laughs> Give me back. Man. Give me back. Yeah, he was wide open, too. He was wide open. <laughs> we could have had the game winning shot. Oh, he was wide open. That would be me, man. That would be my response right there. He was wide open. <laughs> I felt so horrible. I felt so horrible. You should have seen that move that I made. Like, I know he was just like, what the, what the fuck? So what he's referencing, we were in high school, right? What? We're playing basketball, and um, uh, he takes the ball down the court. And he, I mean, no, no doubt. This man, this man has skills to shake folks off. I mean, he just could dribble. He was like the the Tim Hardaway of his day. Oh, he had that nice. crossover and and uh, and that quick shot. But this one time, this one time, he was coming down the court, right? Had people on him. Had people on him. I'm under the hoop, wide open, wide open, Tony. <laughs> like wide open and this dude last last seconds of the shot he turns around his back is facing the hoop he just throws it like this backwards hook oh <laughs> right my, over his head oh my god <laughs> Don't. and I just stood there in the same spot and I looked at him I just stood there and like I was a like tree. I was wide open with your Groot arms <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. That is so funny. He like big up open and he left it in our like our senior what do we call it? Senior wheel or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I I would never forget that. <laughs> wide <laughs> open, man. I was wide open. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh I was going to say, so um, so outside of music, acting, production, all your art stuff that you do, um, do you have any other interests or passions, anything else you're into? Obviously, you're probably your kids, I'm sure. Oh, man, I love being a dad. Number one, I love being a dad. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I pay child support. You know, I pay child support. the world. I pay my child support. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I love being a father. Number one, I love being a father. Um, man, spending time with my boy. It's the most amazing thing ever. You know, God really does do, uh, fulfill the desires of your heart. And that was one of my biggest desires to have a little boy. Um, and I got a healthy big boy, and he's cool. He's really cool. He's cool as shit. Man, that's great. That's good. I would definitely relate, man. Because I feel like if if everything, you know, some 
something came through my life and just had to wash every aspect of my life away. And, but I got to keep anything. It would just be the family, man. I'd let the music career go in a, in a heartbeat. And right. same with the podcast, same with anything. That to me at the and end I of the day. I love cars. I love some cars. Oh, you love and cars? I love some cars now. <laughs> you and Mike, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but, uh, What's your favorite car? It, well, I'm not really into cars the way you think I'm really into cars. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm as far from into cars as you could get, probably. So <laughs> you're going to beat me. I was just thinking of something simple like a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Myra asked me, my wife asked me the other day what my ideal car would be. And I was like, oh, it's like a souped-up Tacoma. What if you had an unlimited amount of money? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'd go with. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I know I should know my cars. I, I just don't. I just never took time out. I like driving them. I really do. I mean, I could drive a lot of nice cars, but <laughs> right. man, I just never took my time to really study the boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always in a studio when I was a kid. I was always traveling. <laughs> um, it was cool. Like just living in, you know, New York, Brooklyn. It was, and that was actually kind of fun for a little bit. Um, that was scary too. Um, cause I didn't know nobody really. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> 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 and you don't want to stop but, and ask for directions no and you don't know you don't talk to people <laughs> <laughs> um but um but yes i mean that, that's i mean that's just right now i, I forgot what i was going to say <laughs> oh, that's cool. That that shit happens to me all the time. Um, uh, something we ask every guest on that comes on our show, we ask them, oh, we call it the island question. Uh, you want to go ahead and ask him? Yeah, so it's the island question. Every guest that we have on here, we ask. Um, we've had a whole range of answers. I mean, we've had everything from Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, a few indie people on here. Um, we've had Tupac. We've had Straight Outta Compton. We have NWA. Um, but you're stuck on an island here, Deed. Okay, you have everything you need to live a long, happy, healthy life. Uh, you have something to play music on, but you only right. have the ability to right. bring with you one album. What album right. is that? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on the wall. Every Saturday, rest attachment to Magic Molly Ma. I let my tape rock to my tape pop, smoking weed, bamboo, but now I'm trying to stop that biggie. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. I didn't know we were going to get a performance. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, ready to, ready to die, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Cool, ready man. Ready to die, man. Uh, we haven't I had that, that record. We've had Biggie, right? Didn't yeah. we have a... What did we have? I think we had Life Life After Death. Okay. We had that one. Yeah, yeah, but that's Ready to Die. Um, that is a good one, man. And just as a recap, uh, Dollar, what was yours? Uh, mine was... I have changed. I actually was listening back to episodes. I changed it. Um, so I'll go back to my original, which was uh, Catch a Fire by Bob Marley. The album came out in 73. Oh, that was Dollars. And then mine, uh, Deed, was uh, uh, Gratitude. By Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dang, I, I seem so dark compared to everyone else. <laughs> you, sound, you sound real hood. No, no, me, and Tony are, know, me and Tony are just chilling out over here, and you got all hood on man, us. Man, <laughs> man, I got a gangster. <laughs> Dang, hold on. Can I take that back? Can I take that back? <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe I don't want to go to the middle. Maybe I don't want to see if hands got to get them. Let me, can I think about it? <laughs> we'll give you. He'll be the first guest. We'll give him a couple. He can have. You can yeah. have another one if you want. All right, man. Yeah, I'll take that record as a side. But my bad. Let me let me think about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. So ah. uh, while you're thinking about that, uh, who taught you how to play piano? It was oh. this like Prince was this lady named Sister Vanessa from the church. Uh huh. <laughs> she was funny. I like this. Before you get uh, to deed, before you get too into it, I just was curious too. So, do you play anything besides piano? You play? Um, do you play any other instruments or anything, or is piano really just your primary thing? Um, piano is piano. Piano, uh, piano is my primary, but I love the drum. Um, I love to play the drum. I'm not as good as my younger brother Aaron um, and my dad. They're drummers, um, but I love the drums. I can play the drums, but I'm not oh, as good. That's cool, man. Right on. Okay, sorry, I was interrupting your story about uh, learning piano. Oh, okay. So it was like an ace of Vanessa, um, and then there was this um, Asian lady um, who tried to teach me, but she was a really good teacher. I, I was just such a knucklehead, and my mind was always going somewhere else. I was like ready to like sing and play the piano, you know, <laughs> instead of just looking at a play. Um, because I was like singing in school, so and I was learning how to play piano, so I wanted to do both at the same time. So um, then I just kind of, after piano practice, I just would just start making my own songs. You know what I mean? So I kind of taught myself. Okay, <laughs> making your own songs, calling up slumber parties. Yeah, we get you. We get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was inclined to do that too, man. I think when when you're driven to create your own stuff, you just you're just driven that way. Because I remember learning two chords on the guitar, like literally, that's all I knew. And I I wrote a song, I like sang over it for two minutes and called it a song. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. But I I had that. I remember having that drive before I even had the ability to sing very well or play guitar. I just wanted to make music, and make songs. <laughs> cool. Yeah, me too, man. Like I just like to make really good songs and uh. Like songs that just talk about love. Um, Gangster was hardcore back when I was growing up. You know, it was really hardcore because it was Crippin' Blood. Um, and it, I mean, it was cool, but man, it was just so raw, raw. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm thankful that my parents, they kept us in church, you know, and they kept us involved in church where, you know, I, you know, one time had an opportunity to even play the piano for our church, and which was kind of cool. Um, but Man, it, it, it was just, I, I'm thankful that my parents kept us involved in, you know, in the Word. You know what I mean? In the Word. <laughs> yeah, I think setting up, having a foundation is important, man. Right, no doubt. Having a way to navigate your, yourself, you know, through a crazy world. If, if you have nothing, I mean, it depends. If you've got a good support system, I suppose, in some cases. But I've never known anybody who had it and was, was for the worse, you know. No, I'm not a musician. Okay, everybody knows that. Okay, um, and so things are always foreign to me. Uh, I learned things from Dollar Bill here, um, third hand. And so, with you, um, with Deed Rockland, does Deed Rockland have his own label? Does he have his own management company? Do you own the rights to everything, or do you like go through something? Somebody? What do you? I mean, what do you do? Well, yeah, I just recently partnered with, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little clothing line, which is kind of cool, but, you know, they're going to promote my stuff 
my music, um, which is pretty cool, which is really cool. And they're going to promote it. However, um, I got a lot of partners, you know, in film and, and, to, and also into engineering as well. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> So do you have is it do you have your own management that you do is it all all on your own or oh yes well yeah I have I mean it's all on my own um, I do have publishing through BMI um, I'm all on my own now I'm, I'm very independent now um, but I have you know a super super duper you know team of support so um, I'm kind of thankful for that right now so those are my partners do you have any thoughts on the difference between BMI and ASCAP at all because I'm with ASCAP myself but. I wasn't sure if you felt any particular way about that. I know some people tend to think it's way better one way or the other. Me, personally, I really don't get into the business aspect. I kind of stick with the art. If that makes any sense. Like, I have a team that I deal with my business affairs. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's nice. I do a lot of business <laughs> stuff I don't like dealing with. <laughs> right. I mean, because you have some to stick too. with the art. You know what I mean? Like, you have to... I mean, if you're going to do this, you have to really do it well. You know what I mean? You got to make sure that you're financing the projects, um, not going over budget. You know, it, it takes, you know, patience and a lot of saving and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, you can make it work. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, how bad you want it. So, um, thankful I got a team, a, a team full of partners who love to support me and what I'm doing. And it's kind of cool. I mean, I just feel like these, these few little singles is going to be really something really big to me. I, I feel a lot of success is going to come out of it. Oh, that's nice. If that makes any sense. You know, I'm, telling, yeah. I'm trying to think of my wording, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I know I'm stumbling on my words, but... Uh, no, not at all, dude. Yeah, I'm just really sense. excited for, for what's, what's coming ahead, so... That's cool, that's cool. Now, Dollar Bill here manages his own social media to a point. Do you do <laughs> Do you do your own social media, too? You know, I have a team that can do my social media as well, but I do my own personal social media. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you know, that's how we're gonna market this new singles and uh-huh. you know. Okay. So. <laughs> so you go, Dollar. I will now take over your social media aspect for a price. Yeah, what's the price? <laughs> that was the price. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Well worth your services on uh, the old Twitter there. You got the uh, Twitter gift going yeah. there, my friend. Um, so this is about the point in the show, don't you think, buddy? Where yeah. we uh, change gears a little bit and we will... Uh, Hit up a little bit of the uh, fun, fun facts. facts. So, um, fun facts again are sent out every Friday. The Friday fun facts, the three Fs, the FFFs, if you want to call it that way. Fs, F what, uh, cubed? F cubed? Um, yeah, yeah, we get it. But yeah. <laughs> Email the show. It's Mike and Tony show at WROMradio.net. Yes. Um, and again, send out those facts to everybody. Um, Deed actually just got uh, put on that list uh, this week, too. So he got some of those fun facts as well. But uh, Dollar Bill, what uh, what uh, kicked out to you this week? Oh, man. There were so many good ones. This one I thought was just really morbid, though, was that uh, QR codes have been popping up in cemeteries when you can... Uh, <clears throat> when you can scan a code on, on a gravestone, you can read an obituary and see photos of the deceased. That seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just uh, roaming around this uh, cemetery. Man, I really wonder what this guy was like. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> are QR codes really easy to make? 
Because I could see that if they're super easy to make, because because I wouldn't get too invested in it, because I'd be like, our QR codes going to be a thing in like forty years? Like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so you get to pick where you want to lay your family <laughs> on that QR code, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they have some that are like the spot is reserved. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's not my grandfather. Oh God! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, one here that uh, stuck out to me is the poverty line in America was actually designed, assuming that every family had a housewife who was a skillful cook. <laughs> my wife is going to kill me. Okay, but <laughs> that does not apply to my household. So we would be poor as fucking shit if that was the case. <laughs> She's going to kill you. She was even helping us do a mic check earlier. So. My, wife is not a, my wife is not a cook. She knows it. But she is a fantastic baker. Fantastic baker. Cookies, brownies, cakes, all that stuff. She can do no problem. Quiche, because again, it's just baking it. You can, all that stuff. Just fine. But when it comes to like the stove top and cooking stuff on the stove and just doesn't happen, man. <laughs> just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh man. Uh, where was this one? I was just looking at, Oh yeah, this one. When you stop smoking weed, you're going to experience a huge increase in, in your dreams, a huge increase in your dreams and their vividness due to your brain trying to catch up on all the missed REM sleep for the next two to seven weeks. <laughs> I think we lost Dean there. Yeah. <laughs> so as, soon as, I, as soon as I said smoking weed, I got a contact high. <laughs> hey, man, I'm like, dang, maybe I shouldn't have smoked before the show. <laughs> oh, see, so you should have come in studio, buddy. <laughs> dang, and I, I was like, dang, I was thinking of that thing. I was like, what is that weed one? Maybe I should. Am I going to have dreams tonight or no? Or, like, dang, I was just. Well, yeah. I was, just, I, I'm sorry I laughed so hard. You know what I mean? So, my bad. <laughs> no, no, not at all, man. Not at all, dude. That's fine. <laughs> Um, no, but I was thinking about it too because I, I've experienced that firsthand. Like anytime I take a break, oh, really, yeah. If I take a break from smoking weed for a while, and then right. like I'll sleep that night, I'll wake up the next morning. And it's like I had a book of dreams, just like crazy right. detailed dreams. Like really? so, when I read uh -huh. that, it's for sure true. Oh, like damn, guaranteed. All right, cool, dang. So like, yeah, well, you know, about to go into the studio. Um, I gotta stop. You know what I mean. So you know, I gotta really focus and you know get it get it right. So. Do you, uh, yeah, Man. do you take a little time off from that when you go in the studio like that? Yeah, I, I don't, much definitely, much definitely, you know. Interesting. Interesting. A lot yeah. of people will do the opposite where they'll, you know, I've even known people that don't, they don't normally smoke too much. They go into the studio or they start writing and then they'll, they'll have a little Well, I mean, that was, you know, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I used to do it like that too. It's just, you know, I, I do it like this now, you know what I mean? Because I, I can really actually write, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, man. I, yeah, there's a certain... I kind of like being in a studio, like just really relaxing in there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every now and then, you know, I'll have a cigar too, you know, but, uh, you know, I'll try, I'll try to keep my mind clear so something good can come to me. I don't know. How about this music, uh, music guys? Uh, in his last will and testament, uh, Adam Yock, uh, MCA from the Beastie Boys, he left instructions that his music could not be used in advertising. Very interesting. Cool. Why? 
Why is it interesting or cool? Or why why would you not want that in advertising? Maybe you had well, it. Maybe because he did, felt like he would never have control over what was being advertised, but it, hmm. and, but it's his creation that's helping to sell something. Okay. Kind of like the scientists who came up with, you know, figured out the, the atom bomb stuff. You know, <laughs> he didn't know what was going to be done with it. And then, yeah, yeah everybody have it. Yeah, here you go. We're going to kill a lot, of, a lot of people with what you figured out, so thanks you know so it's one of those maybe one of those i don't know i'm speculating completely i, I know nothing about this but uh what's the one with the american flag uh oh the, on the moon that was only that was bought at walmart or something like that yeah the uh, flag erected on the moon during the apollo 11 landing was purchased at lo- at a local sears store for only five dollars <laughs> and fifty cents holy crap <laughs> that's hilarious it's all faded now, right? It's like all white. Oh, yeah. It's all solar See? bleach. Yeah. See? They should have invested a little bit more in the flag. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever this is, you can have it. Man, I remember we had Elgin Davidson on, um, and I just, you really become aware of the power and like how many people are into video games nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, this one blew my mind. In 2014, more people watched the League of Legends Championship than the World Series, the NBA Finals, BCS Championship, or the Final Four. That's, That's ridiculous. crazy, dude. Wow. Because you think about it, a lot of those things, though, if you want to really think about it, are Americanized sports. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. League of Legends is literally all around the world. Um, Jesse, oh, that's a good point. Jesse, um, one of our friends, he is into League of Legends big time too, and he was telling me they have tournaments around the world, like million dollar tournaments, like all the time. Like the winner of this fucking video game gets a million fucking dollars. Damn, a million that's dollars. So crazy. A team, and it's like a team. You know, it's like a a team of think like six people or something like that i mean but shit six people split a million dollars i'm cool with that just give me five dollars in a bucket of chicken kid (laughs) (laughs) you make a good point though too with the those are american sports where it's like yeah i bet you soccer beats us and everything as far as viewership and that kind of stuff too for the same reasons yeah the rest of the world's into it but maybe not necessarily uh, us. In ancient Egypt, men could take time off work to care for menstruating daughters and wives. <laughs> wow. Poor, sure. Those poor bastards. Yeah, I say, I'm not sure if you want to stay around that long. Yeah, I believe that. You know why I believe that? I was watching TLC one day, and I think a uh, uh, dude with like a whole bunch of wives. Oh, yeah. Sister yeah, wives? Know, yeah, the sister wives. Like yeah, that, exactly. Think, yeah. yeah. I'm like, dang, man. So I'm like, dang, dude, how do you get to have sister wives? That's what I thought when I read that little deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that one. Like, uh, he gets to have a whole bunch of girls. Like, that's just, he used to have a whole bunch of girls, I think. You know, I know it sounds stupid, but if you think about it, like, I can have a whole bunch of girls and take some time off from work. <laughs> no one I'll be taken care of. <laughs> yeah. While they're going through their da 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 da, I gotta be there, you know? I can't work right now. <laughs> Look at all these girls. I gotta take care. <laughs> Too many ladies. Right. <laughs> I know that's just how. Well, that, I know it sounds stupid, but I, I just think like stupid stuff. So whatever. I can't so, find it, Mike. Next. There was there was. What's the other one too about guys uh, who have. Multiple wives. Well, I guess it was like over time, though. The more wives they have, like the more likely they are to have heart disease or something yeah, like that. There's, there's a couple. There's the heart disease, and there's also the right. one, the one the um, 
where societies that allow polygamy, they have more violence, uh, poverty, and gender inequality. Right. Within their areas. <laughs> Which is crazy because we've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, in a past life, I studied anthropology and learned a lot about, you know, primates. And there are different types of chim- chimpanzees. Uh, there's the, uh, I won't bore you with scientific names, I guess, but there's like these like taller, longer chimpanzees that tend to have less hair on top of their head and they're hyper, hyper sexual. Do you remember me talking about yeah. this before? Mm-hmm. Like they're crazy. Okay. They like to have orgies and stuff and like just everybody's with everybody. They have one weird exception. Like I don't, I think a mother will never sleep with her son or something like that. Something weird. Um, Whoa. but they're like one of the most peaceful compared to the other ones, the other group and they're vegetarian too, by the way, whereas the other, the normal group of chimpanzees, they'll hunt down the monkeys you yeah. know, they eat monkeys yep. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're super violent and they'll kill each other sometimes and stuff like that. But the ones that are like having orgies and stuff all the time, no violence whatsoever. They have none. Like they're huh. just like the most peaceful things ever. So damn. Crazy. They, they, they doing something wrong all the time. You know what I mean? They doing the nasty. Yeah. <laughs> ain't got time. Ain't got time to be slapping and killing nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get busy. I'm busy right now. I'm real busy. How about this one? On to the next. No, man. I'm just. How about this one? So, uh, so, deed. If this ever happens in our lifetimes, you ain't gonna like LA too much. Um, if every ice sheet. And glacier on Earth melted. Global sea levels would rise by 260 feet. So that means London and LA would be underwater. You know, I've seen that movie Titanic, so I know to get a life jacket because I can't swim. <laughs> oh, <And> no. <laughs> get one of those little floaties and just, you know, hopefully, you know, someone in Colorado will come and rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this one. I don't was... know. I'll be over. It'll be over for me. I'm just gonna tell you right now. It'll be over for me. Just pray that I do make it, but it's over for me. I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that kind of stuff too, right? The water starts. Okay, what would I mean? Can't imagine what would make something make all that stuff melt that fast, though. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think it would it really, happen. Like, it couldn't really happen that fast. <laughs> you'd have time. You'd be creeping up. <laughs> like, if you got caught in that, maybe it was your fault because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have been moving. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Carol Burnett. I used to, I used to like. I watched her show live all the time. That's not the case. I watched a lot of reruns of her shows. Um, but uh, I thought this one was a cool one. On her 56th birthday, Carol Burnett woke up to the news that her friend and mentor, uh, Lucille Ball, had died. Flowers arrived later with a note that said, Happy birthday, kid. Love, Lucy. That's pretty cool, man. That's crazy. It is really day. crazy, too. She had sent it before she died kind yeah. of thing. Is that what happened? Yeah. Jeez. Dang. Thought of her, Dang. Friend, thought of her pal. Yeah, yeah that, would, that would be creepy. That would be. <laughs> like, wait, she just <laughs> died. You guys ever heard those weird weird stories before? Like about like like there's some where like this one where there's all these witnesses and it was a wedding and on the way to the wedding like the husband got into a car accident and was killed. But like everybody at the wedding experienced him coming in, having the wedding, and then everything. Like everything was normal and then right after the ceremony he disappeared and his wife was like looking everywhere and then they get a phone call and he was like in an accident. And this could be just Whoa. total Yeah, this could Whoa. be total urban myth shit. I'm just perpetuating Jeez. unnecessarily. But hey, that just made my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing. I just that I want to get out of that. No, that really did scare me. Because what if that's really true? You know what I mean? Like yeah, what if you dude. know about to die? 
But you, 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 you're there. Everyone sees you there. You know what I mean? But you already died. Yeah, that was the craziest thing. There was something like it was like like forty-seven shit. They had like forty-seven witnesses that were like, "Dude, I swear to God, he was there. He said his his he gave his vows. Like he was totally there. And then he did. He just kind of slipped out after no one knew where he went. And then everyone realized, no, he died before the wedding. Like what? Damn. What? Damn. Put that on the fun facts. Right. Like no, he was there. I seen him. Look at him. He was doing like this. Yeah. Like, like a weird dance I dance for. Yeah, can imagine the, Yeah. <laughs> imagine being the <laughs> wife too, dude. Oh god. Yeah. Just got married. Oh yeah, that would be devastating. I, guess, I bet that's troublesome even legally, huh? Yeah. Like did you get married? Was is, yeah. is she a widow? I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that would be a All widow. Right. Getting way too deep on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think we're getting we're getting sort of close to the end here, buddy. Um you want to uh hit up a little bit of this uh news action. Um. All right, Boehner. Cool. Yeah, John Boehner is. Uh, he's leaving Congress. He's done. He's done. And what's interesting is he was talking to the Pope like the day before. They said and he was crying. Yeah, he was crying. He said he, he said the Pope actually said to him, uh, "Pray for me." And he said he. What uh, happened? I, I didn't know. I don't know what happened. Well, nothing. Re- the Pope just came uh, to visit, and he he was part of a, a congressional session to where he like participated and he spoke to him and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was it was nothing in particular. Like he didn't give a lot of details. He basically just said, and they sh- like they had an embrace and kind of a moment, and they were talking for a moment. And he that's the only thing he shared was that literally that the Pope had said to him, uh, "Please pray for me." And he seemed like John Boehner was kind of like caught off guard almost. Like, uh, uh, sure, uh, of course I will. But that's weird. You're the Pope, <laughs> you know. So, but but, but it is odd that uh, shortly after that it was the next day, within 24 hours, he uh, decided that he was leaving. Uh, and so he's leaving Congress. Yeah. So John Boehner, he's the um, speaker of the, the speaker of the House, and so now everybody's up in arms, and the Republican Tea Party, wow. the the extremists, are looking to take it over. Yeah, it's well. A lot of people are saying this is super scary, like we were talking about before the podcast, because um, Boehner sort of represents sort of like the older school Republican, and uh, he's sort of been hanging on in the Tea Party and sort of these like a lot less um i don't know i guess a lot more extreme kind like of mentality revolutionary yeah. sort of mentalities and get the government out of everything ideas these guys have been giving him hell for a long time um there's been a lot of division within the republican party over it so seeing him go is almost like a sign of like oh man it looks like the old the old days for republicans is going away and in in with the new with uh I don't know if you're into politics at all or if you follow it there, indeed, but uh, I the Tea Party people to me are a bunch of yahoos. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. And so that's the, uh, these. Are, I think these are the guys, this is the future of the Republican Party, most likely, is what we're seeing. Well, I was raised right, and my father always told me there's two things you never talk about, and that's religion and politics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get into really politics. Uh, I don't, and that's just something I just don't do. Yeah, no, and that's totally understandable. I'll do respect. No, at all, man. And I wouldn't even try to ask you a, a, any sort of political question. And, and me personally, in all honesty, I'm real open. This show is super open, so our listeners know probably too much about <laughs> me and Mike, and <laughs> we just get into whatever. Um, but I don't subscribe to any. I'm not a Democrat or Republican, and I don't. I'm not. I don't consider myself left or right or whatever. It depends on what you're talking about, and I think that's a big problem that we have is that we don't. We can't talk about 
people, real people issues. People require you to be affiliated. You have to fit in a box first. Yeah. And so, right. yeah, but I respect it. My mom actually is the same way herself. Um, I didn't follow her advice very well. Well, uh, can I say this? Yeah. You know, can I just say this? Of course. I was eating chicken when Barack Obama won the first term. <laughs> oh, man. what does that make me you know what i mean like what does that make me you know so but i mean i i, I just say that to to say you know yeah i really don't get into politics but you know um yeah i mean yeah but still even I mean, in, you can ask me a question maybe i can answer the question no. maybe respectfully you know what i mean but no don't even worry good. buddy no 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 i don't yeah, we don't, have to I don't want you you'll, you'll probably with it, so. No, no, <laughs> not at all, buddy. No, we, but, but it's still a sort of a historic event. John Boehner leaving. He's been there. How many years has he been in the, he's been oh, the head of the, yeah. the, uh, the chair for, uh, what am I talking about? I can't even talk anymore. Yeah. Uh, Speaker of the house. Speaker of the house. Thank you. Yeah. For a long time. It seems like, it seems like he's been there a while, but he's out within, he was, he was always an emotional guy. You know, he was never afraid to cry and stuff. I always kind of respected that about him. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yep. I know yeah. what you guys are talking about. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, he's leaving? Really? Yeah, he's done. He's done. Oh, with no, it now. not to be rude, you know what I mean? Or not to be, but yeah, he wasn't. I mean, yeah, that guy wasn't publishing for real. He was old school. Yeah, and you know what? They yeah. had yeah, he, They had just a little blip about it, but he's like going to do something in another country. Like, I think that had something to do with talking to the Pope, too. Like, he had sort of what we were talking about. Like, he, I think he maybe has a higher calling for himself. It seemed like he's wow. going to go focus on some other things outside of the country and maybe helping some people who need it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, who knows? I just like the way that Bush talks, you know? Uh, Junior Bush Jr., he was kind of cool to me. Yeah. Uh, I like his attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, let's switch the focus here, you guys. Okay. From politics to something that's a little bit more serious, okay? The adult version of The Muppet Show came out this week, y'all. What? I don't, know watch anything, it? I don't know anything about this. What? <laughs> so the Muppets are back, you guys. <laughs> the Muppets are back. They're um, on ABC. Oh, they have their own show. And it's geared It's it's geared towards Whoa! adults, you guys. It's geared towards it adults. And I think it's like Mondays or Tuesdays. How did I miss on. this? Yeah. This two days ago this came out. Look yep. at this. Miss Piggy's did you way... Did What's that? I heard that they broke up. Piggy yep, they broke up. Miss Piggy and Kermit broke up. Well, look at her, dude. She been looks like she's been working out. <laughs> she oh, looks Miss Piggy looks good. I she, compared to the old Miss Piggy. Look, she's a redhead now too. And Kermit's missing oh, out, huh? What is going on? I gotta check this out. It's on. It's on ABC. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. I hope she's not working. I hope she's not working. Oh, Look at the product placement here, too. I'm looking at this. They got the Apple. Always. Whenever you see the Apple laptop, the, the Apple's always clearly visible. Yeah. They're really good about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You <laughs> 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 saw, saw that twerk. You saw that twerk. Here's another one. Celebrity style, guys. I don't know if anybody watches Big Bang Theory, but... Uh, that Kelly uh, Cacao Sweetening, uh, Sweeting, uh, mm-hmm. she's actually getting divorced from that Ryan Sweeting. Why? Why? They just got married. Yeah, two. Yeah, they've only been married for two years, man, and yeah, they're getting oh, divorced. So she's gonna be like back on the market. It's <laughs> <laughs> so all the nerds, all the nerds and the geeks out there. They're they're like drooling. They're chomping at the bit. They're like, "What? Kelly Cacao is back." 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is how out of t- I'm so out of touch, man. I'm go- I don't have a face here. How do you spell your last name? C A C U O C O. I wanted to put in a resume to sing at the, I mean, an application to sing at their wedding. <laughs> I need to get in that. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody asked you to sing at their uh, wedding or anything before, Deed? Oh yeah, a lot. Um, and one thing I just, I just can't do it right now because I just want to be into my son right now. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, back in the day, heck yeah, I was singing at everybody's wedding. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool. So, yeah. But right now, I'm just taking a break from everything. Everything. Okay. Have you ever done Perfect. the? Uh, anybody ever asked you to do the national anthem? <laughs> yes. And man, I did it one time in high school. I'll never, ever, ever do it again. <laughs> really? Oh man, don't tell me that. See, I gotta be. Oh on- man, it's horrible. I, I want to hear your story if you don't mind sharing it. But uh, I. Oh man. But I. Uh, so it was for. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna confess that I, it's always been a phobia of mine as a musician and a singer and everything. That my fear has always been that somebody's gonna ask me to sing the national anthem because, as you know, as a vocalist, that is a challenging song. And yes, so I, I honestly, my entire life, I've walked. I sing it in the shower all the time. I sing it, I sing it, I sing it like crazy <laughs> just in case somebody ever asks and I know I have to do it. I'll probably still be sweating bullets the entire time. But, uh, okay. Oh, so tell me your story because I, I knew a guy who, who did a performance one time that, oh, God almost crushed him. Doing the oh, national man. Anthem. So I did in class for class credit and it was at the girls swimming. So all these girls in swimming, swim, bathing suits. So I'm like, oh, dang. <laughs> and it was like a real, like, national, like, dang. Like, all oh, these girls, and some of the girls went to our school, and I was like, looking at them, like, dang. Like, y'all, y'all don't even know what was going through my head. Like, I used to look at a lot of, like, Jet Magazine. Like, <laughs> the other week. <laughs> uh, uh. So, all these girls, and it was, like, dipping their head in water. I'm like, oh, and they was like, all right, man, so sing a national anthem. I'm like, dang, so I'm singing it. And for some odd reason, like, I just couldn't hit the notes because I was so like, all these girls is in here <laughs> listening to you. So I hit the, the land of the sea. <laughs> and this girl, like, the note was so long, like, I even, I took a break, like a breath in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and then kept going. <laughs> Right in the eye, like motherfucker, in this now. <laughs> 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 and then, oh, hey, 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 after oh. that look, <laughs> and after that little breath, you take your breath in the middle of a note. <laughs> That's when That's you know you overdid me. it. <laughs> the only oh. one, man. Oh, oh man. That's funny, dude. Thanks for sharing that. You got to have those too, I think, you know, as a performer. You got to have those those train wrecks sometimes just to build character, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Still hurts. 
<laughs> it's not gonna help with my phobia of singing. Deed yeah, still, Deed still sees that girl's face every time he watches. Every time he watches the Super Bowl, he sees that girl's face. Ah, Haley! Hey man, I hate the natural anthem. <laughs> Something we haven't talked about uh, on the show a lot is. I mean, we did. We used to talk about it a lot, but it hasn't come up in a while. It's just sort of, we've talked about how lucky we are to live in the United States and kind of be where we right. are in the world. Because sometimes you forget, like I read a lot of BBC and I watch a lot of BBC news just to kind of keep, it's an easier way for me to keep my eye on what's going on in the rest of the world because we kind of get, you know, in our little bubble and we think, oh, this is the news. These are the headlines, you know, what NFL team won and all that kind of stuff. But when I look at these articles, sometimes I, I you realize how crazy certain parts of the world are. Um, I was looking at this article today, though, that was um, Europe gets 8,000 refugees daily. Like, there's 8,000 people a day fleeing. I think Syria and, and Iraq yeah, is yeah. really where they're coming from. Um, and just crowding. I mean, they're crowding into Greece. They're crowding in all these different places. And you just realize life's it's so bad that they're happy. Like, they show these pictures, and, you know, they're lined up in the road, sitting on the road, just waiting for hours and hours and hours, you know, just trying to, they have nothing. They don't have any money. They don't know where the hell they're going to go. But they're just so happy to be out of the place that they were in. Because they're not being shot at anymore. Right. And blown up. And you think about it, and it's like, I I ask myself, like, okay, what the fuck have I done to be in the position I'm in? Like, I was just born here. Nothing. Like, it was not me. I just got lucky. And so you realize how many people in the world didn't get lucky, you know, and aren't lucky every day. And so, man, it's it's crazy. When when I, you see a number like that, like 8,000, 8,000 a day. day. Thank God, man. And I was just thinking like, man, my mom and dad, they were getting nasty because they know they couldn't get doing that. And they like had me when they was like teenagers. So it's kind of cool, you know? Like they were doing the nasty and I got lucky because my parents were doing something wrong. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of mind boggling, right? When you think about it. <laughs> It is a it is a bizarre thing to think about. My my actually my parents were the same way too. My mom was like eighteen or seventeen when she had me. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's kinda cool. My parents are dope. Yeah, they they're pretty cool people. Yeah. I just appreciate where we are, you know. It's so easy to lose you lose track of it, you know, and and then and even even just here being in the United States too, I think it's important just to remember what you have. We're talking about family. We've talked a lot about family tonight and like to me that's a that's a big thing too, is just realizing like, damn man, my kids are healthy, you know. Yeah. Right. I'm breathing hey, all right. I, I just don't like to do that, man. So, I mean, that's what drives me to do what I do, knowing that my kids are very much healthy. And thank God, man, seriously, I, I got healthy kids. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who, you know, man, I feel for them. Like, I have a heart for those people who have to deal with, you know, an unso healthy baby. You know, yeah. I really have a heart for that. Um, and I'm so blessed. You know what I mean? Like, I have my son, and I, I feel so blessed that I have to get back in that. Wait, I want people to understand, I mean, feel that, you know, that blessing of a, a baby, a child, a breathing, living, funny-looking thing that looks like you, you know? <laughs> and if you're saying funny-looking, funny then that must really look like you then. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've been, I've had those experiences, and I know you've talked about it, Mike, I think you shared one on an early episode where... Like you go, I've been in the emergency room a few times, you know, stuff happens sometimes with the kids and you get there and, and I've never, I've never been there for anything really, 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 really scary. Um, but you see it, you know, you see people coming in with these, you know, 
I, you see people walking with lifeless, you know, three-year-olds and yep. stuff like that, where you're thinking, holy God, I'm lucky. Thank you, God. Thank you for everything that I have because, because it, it's not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And that's the easy for, as a parent now that I'm a parent and I'm sure both of you relate to this too. It's like, dude, I would might give my life before there's any time I would take any injury, any sickness that I could take from them and take it upon myself. I would in a heartbeat because yep. there's nothing worse than, uh, I could handle if something happened to me, but when something happens to your child, I think that's, uh, right. it's a whole nother level, yeah. man. I feel you on that one. I I really respect that. Uh, it's kind of cool, man. Because when my son even gets to run his own, I'm like, man, no, don't eat your burgers, dude. Let me eat them. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get those for your son. Let me get that for your son. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, Deed, uh, we're we're getting down just the last few minutes here. We can definitely trail out. We'll hear the music when uh, when it's time to uh, wrap this up. But I just want to give you a heartfelt thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know it's it's a long podcast that we do here, an hour and a half. Um, but I know our listeners appreciate it, and I appreciate you sharing so much with us. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah, man. I'm getting everything. You know, I apologize for that. You know, first I'll say that. You know, apologize uh, for what? I didn't. But you know, just because I know Mike, you know, we grew up together, and you know, it's kind of weird, you know, doing something for a friend, you know, and like like this, you know, long term. That's that's cool, man. Uh, it was my pleasure. So I, I really was nervous in the beginning, <laughs> guys. So um, bear with me, you know. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me, um, listening to me. Um, my corny ass jokes and shit. So, uh. <laughs> no, like I said, we're, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. I love your music. Um, I'm excited about new music in November here. Um, but I mean, while we have you on here, is there anything else you want to plug out or shout out? If any, you want everybody to check out Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff? Um, you know, right now, you know, you guys can check out my Django page, you know, for new music. Um, I'm not going to release anything until November, so, you know, just stay on the lookout for that. Um, you know, follow me, you know, twitter.com, IMD, um, Facebook, you know, you can Facebook me. Um, but, you know, right now, you know, nothing's really popping right now until November, but, you know, you guys should be on the lookout. Yeah, and we'll and we'll put all that stuff on our, our website too to have everybody check that out. Um, all you WROM listeners right now, um, check it out. It's easy. It's Deed. So D E E D Rockland, exactly how it's spelled. R O C K L I N. Deed Rockland. Um, and I'm a Google guy myself. I yeah. Google everything. So you just throw that in Google. You have all kinds of cool options to be yeah. entertained for hours. <laughs> yeah, your people, your people are doing good work, man. Because your your Deed Rockland is consuming the first few pages of Google, man. So they're doing a good job keeping you up front, man. Yes, indeed. And of course we have to always remind everybody that you can find our entire episodes at MikeAndTonyShow.com. You can feel free to email us at MikeAndTonyShow at WROMRadio.net. Check out my music. My EP is up and available at TonyDollarMusic.com. And again, we'd like to thank uh, Mr. Deed Rockland again for taking the time out, coming on here. We really appreciate you. Uh, next week, we got uh, um, Lacey McDonald with a project called Project Exodus. Yeah. And uh, with that, he's going to you know, shed some light on us here. Beautiful, man. Great All right, show. you guys. That's a wrap. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. <laughs>